Good morning, church. Today, as you know by now, we are observing LWML Sunday. And I recognize that about half the folks hearing this message don't qualify for membership because they're not, you know, W's. Um, But you should know that the work that the LWML does isn't just women's ministry, right? What What they're doing is they are earnestly helping the work of God's saving mission as it breaks out all over the world. The mission of God is both incredibly simple and unfathomably intricate. It's simple, right? The the, the mission of God is the salvation of the world. The mission of God is to get the life-saving gospel to every people, tribe, and nation so that everyone who believes it will live with God forever in heaven. That's the mission. Simple enough, right? But to make that mission a reality is not so simple. Think about what goes into that. You need people who can speak multiple languages. You need people who can fly airplanes. You need people who can dig wells. You need people who can preach. You also need people who can open their homes to others. You need people who can crochet blankets and hats. You need people to donate formula for infants. You might even need people to put loose change in little cardboard boxes to help fund the ministries for people across the world they may never meet. (laughs) Shoot, they might even be people one city away that you never meet. By God's design, it takes a lot of different people to come together and accomplish this incredible mission. Why? He's God, right? He could do it without our help. So why? Well, because he wants you to be a part of it. He wants you to share in the struggles. He wants you to share in the labor. And ultimately, he wants you to share in the joy of his redemptive work. In our reading today, St. Paul wrote, There are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are a variety of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Now, you you will, if you're awake, uh, you will notice that there's a strong emphasis on unity. Many gifts, but one source, the Holy Spirit. Many kinds of service, but we're all serving the same Lord. There's many different things to do, but they all only happen by the power of the one and only God. Paul goes on to explain a little about about what these gifts are. He calls them, I don't know if you caught this, he calls them 
the manifestation of the Spirit. Manifestation, so to make something uh, apparent, real, physical, right? See, the Holy Spirit is all around us. He's even inside of us. But you can't see it. And if we who by faith know he's here can't see him, then how will the world around us, who, who doesn't even know about him, how are they going to see him? Well, you don't see the wind blowing, but you do see the trees swaying. You don't see the wind blowing, but you see the, the sails of a ship billow out, and you see this great ship driven by it. You see the wind by how it moves things. So these gifts of the Spirit are called manifestations. They make the invisible God visible. They move us and they empower us so that through them God may be revealed to the world. And there's a purpose behind them. He says that these manifestations of the Spirit are given for the common good. What does that mean? Well, it means that the Holy Spirit gives us gifts for the benefit of everyone else. Your gifts are not meant to prop you up. Your gifts are meant to make the church and the world a better place. Now, it's true there are different kinds of gifts, and some gifts are more public than others. And that can lend itself to a certain prestige. For instance, there are celebrity preachers, people whose sermons are heard by tens, thousands of people. They, they get little sound bites in between the songs on K-Love, and they pack auditoriums on Sunday morning. They are famous worship leaders. You know, they, they have record shop, record... What am I trying to say? They have chart-topping. That's what I'm trying to say. Chart-topping records. Uh, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. And, you know, you might see them on magazine covers. Their songs are played in church services all, all around the world. There's best-selling Christian authors. Um, there's Christian professional athletes. There are many, many high-profile Christians who are earnestly using the, God, the gifts that God gave them for God's glory. And, you know, it can be tempting to look at those folks and go, why, why didn't I get that? Why can't I be that? It can be tempting to be envious, you know, but, but if we could see things from God's perspective, then we would understand that just because a gift is more public doesn't make it better or more effective. The people that God has chosen to bless through you, they don't need those celebrities. They won't be reached by those people. People God has chosen to bless through you, they need you with exactly those gifts that the Holy Spirit has given to you. However humble or unseen you might think they are, 
The Holy Spirit has gifted you so that someone else's needs can be met. Someone needs the skills that you have. Someone needs a friend like you, just exactly like you. In verse 11, it says it this way. All these are empowered, talking about the gifts, all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who, listen carefully, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Now, it would be lovely, it would be kind of a lovely thought to picture God looking at each of us with our unique skills and weaknesses and quirks and finding the perfect place for us in his church and in his mission. That would be a lovely thought. But it wouldn't quite be right. See, it isn't like God found you like a puzzle piece in the bottom of the box and then tried to find a place in the puzzle to fit you. That's not how it works. He has given you the gifts that he has chosen for you. He didn't find you. He made you. He made you to his exact specifications so that he could use you in ways that no one else was suited for. That means that you are not too small to do the work. You are not too unskilled to be effective. You have been given exactly what God wants you to have to do the work he has planned for you. Hopefully that feels pretty good. And once you can recognize that in yourself, then it's time to realize that he has done that for each and every other person in his church. Why does that matter? Well, when, when we look around at other people and critical attitudes start to arise, or skepticism, or contentiousness, we need to step outside of ourselves and try to see folks the way God does. We need to replace that criticism with encouragement. And thank God that he made that person just the way he made them. We need to replace our skepticism with hope. Replace our contentiousness with peacemaking because there are many gifts but just one spirit. There are many kinds of service, but they all serve the same Lord. There are many things to do, but none of it gets done unless they are empowered by the same God. And it's his mission that we're called to. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your Holy Spirit's blessing upon us that, that he's formed us and shaped us and given us exactly what we need to do the job that he's laid out before us. We pray, Lord, that you'll give us a, a confidence that he's given us what we need, that on our own we are insufficient, but because he empowers us, we can do what's impossible for us. We can do what only you can do. You've made each of us a little different. You've gifted us all just a little bit different. And I mean, maybe in some cases, you've gifted us in very, very different ways. We praise your wisdom in that. We give you thanks for that diversity. We pray, Lord, that 
and this beautiful, this beautiful diversity of, of people that we are, that you would unite us together in his mission, giving thanks for our differences, humbly accepting the tasks that you have laid before us, and trusting in your power to bring them to completion. Above all, Lord, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lived, died, and rose again to redeem each and every one of us, to give us a new identity, to give us a new life, and an enduring hope. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.